This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Thursday, 25th of May, 2023, in this evening show, we are discussing the reappointment of Neil Critchley as Blackpool's new manager, almost a year after he walked out on the club. We'll also be catching up on all that's news since the last pod, including relegation, the retain less list, season ticket prices, and much, much more. I'm John Aspinall, and this is the Seaside Podcast Extra Time Show. Critch is back on the grass. Uh, good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Seasiders podcast. Been a while since the last show uh, on the panel this evening are Matt, Andy and Nick. No Tim, because he's off on uh, one of his uh, sojourns, I think he calls it, doesn't he? Nick? Yellow, yes. yellow panted up, I, I bet. He will, yes, or Raspberry, one or the other. Bradshaw's guide in hand. <laughs> <laughs> he has more holidays than... Judith bloody charmers Tim Fielding, doesn't he? For those of a certain vintage, yes. he's always he's always picking uh, he's always picking somewhere to wear his body warmer, isn't he? For the uh, for the benefits of the audio pod, Andy, can you tell what's decorating your wall there? You too, Nick. It's got a lovely little black body warmer. Uh, it's a quilted version, um, preferred by. Certain ex Villa assistant managers. Mitch, it was always a, uh, a stick to beat Critch with. Mitch with Critch, the uh, the body warmer. Uh, many a gag you've had with that well, reference. Just... Uh, you're not sporting one today in a homage to the return of the Messiah. No, I just reject the concept of body warmers in general. I think they're wannabe coats that haven't quite made it. <laughs> Nick, you've got one hung up as well. Is it a yeah, BFC one? Is it a Critch Critch one, or is it a? It's, Knowing you, it's some sort of designer label. It's Barber, yeah. I was wearing it, but I'm roasting, so I've taken it off. <laughs> I thought, yeah, I thought I'd dust it down given the uh, given the news this week. 
Certainly was interesting when it came out. What was everyone's reaction? Um, Eddie was buzzing when he found out. He was over the moon. Matt, um, I believe your son had a, uh, a slightly different reaction. Yeah, so I said to I said to my lad, I said, uh, guess who's the Blackpool manager again? And he went, uh, Simon Grayson. And I went, no. And he went, oh, that was the one. And I went, Neil, and he went, Neil Critchley. And then he folded his arms and went, well, he's going to have to win my trust back, isn't he? Which I thought, and then that was all he said about it. And I thought that kind of summed it up quite well. I think he's going to have to regain the trust of a lot of people, isn't he? The I'll tell you what we'll call it. We'll 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 go through that in a bit because it's the it's the main section of the show. But we've got to talk about relegation since we've not podded for a few weeks. Um, if only we'd beaten Cardiff, eh? <laughs> Nick, you went to uh, Norwich, just a bit of a jolly. But um, as it turned out yeah. to be, uh, a, I won't say a great performance, but it was uh, certainly uh, job done by Stephen Dobby. Yeah, didn't really have much of the ball in the first what twenty twenty five minutes, but we've done uh, a sucker punch and then we've gone on to sort of do- not dominate the game, but we've done really well and I think we ran out worthy, worthy winners in the end. We did, yeah. It was very much um, the the Timo uh, Timo Puki show. Timo Puki, is it? Um, it Play till his... Timo scores. I think yeah. was Norwich's game plan. Yeah, it was uh, give him the ball and, and hope he can put it in the back of the net. So we uh, we certainly spoiled that party a bit. Um, it had a bit of a, you know, as it would do, a, a dead rubber feel to it. But I thought, you know, we played well in spell. We looked really dangerous on the break. I thought Morgan Rogers led the the line really well, took his goal really well. Um, bit of a cameo from one or two of the uh, development squad, the youth team in the uh, in the second half. Rob Apt to look quite lively when he came on. So it was a, you know, it was a good end for Dobby, and I thought he did well in the uh, the spell that he had. Um, you know, in the in the six games, um, it was a, it was a good trip. Uh, it wasn't really about the football. We went for a few days. Um, got there on the Friday. Tim came on the Sunday. We, <laughs> I was saying to the guys just before we came, on, we had our very own Alan Part. There was lots of Alan Partridge references because all the lads who went, you know, love the show. And uh, we went to meet Martin Kelly. He'd had a boat on the Norfolk Broads for a week, so. We went to Norwich train station. You know the episode where Partridge is trying to sell his book on the platform that old day comes back. to talk. Yeah, that old day. And he says, train to lower yourself. Platform six, run, you will miss it. So we got to Norwich train station. We said, we need to go to a place called Brundle where this marina was, where Martin was picking it up. And the woman says, yeah, yeah, you need to get the uh, train to lower yourself platform six. <laughs> so <laughs> I was already laughing about it and we got on it. And Tim was literally touch and go whether he was going to get there. So he was only coming on the Sunday. So he was messaging me saying, right, I'm just outside Norwich. I'll get parked up. I said, right, the train's at four minutes past 12. And he... Um, he got into the train station, got his ticket, and literally had to run <laughs> so he didn't miss the train. Only he literally made it by a minute. And then we went out to meet Martin on his boat. It was massive, huge, big thing. He had a great day on the Norfolk Broads, stopping at a couple of pubs, and then you literally go right into the city centre and moored up and went to a pub. And there was quite a few Blackpool fans, obviously, who had the same idea as us and were were making a weekend of it. So it was, yeah, it was a good trip and it's a nice, it's a really nice city as well. Some, some really nice pubs and restaurants. So yeah. Indeed that, that, yes, that got mentioned more than once. We're on the boat. So yeah, a good end to a disappointing season. Mm. Right. So we speaking of disappointing seasons, uh, Andy, the, 
the damage was obviously done, I think, before Stephen Dobby took charge. Uh, briefly, what's the one thing you identify as to why why we went down last season? Uh, it's just... Or a combination of things. It was two bad appointments and, and a load of injuries, and that's all, all I could... All I can really say, it's, uh, um, you know, I think we we all know Appleton was not the right one, although he did get stuffed by injuries a bit. He was still not the right right guy, um, and they jumped completely the wrong way, didn't they? When they appointed McCarthy on the face of it, did he look too too? Didn't look too bad, right? But he wasn't a Warnock, and if you if we'd have, if we'd have had a, a, a good look at it, he's not he's not an Allardyce, he's not a Warnock who who's taken teams at the bottom and, and inspired you know a relegation save. Um, so um, we it was fairly obvious to most of us, wasn't that after two games, two three games of McCarthy that it was going to be uh, horrendous. And even the one his first game we won against Stoke that one nil. Let let's be honest about it. They should have beat us four one, shouldn't they? That day, something around that. Um, and missed they missed some great chances that day, and and it it obviously wasn't working. And you know, I I campaigned for Dobby when Appleton went, and I I just thought he he felt the right fit. He felt like he would get the supporters on side. And, and what we we didn't we didn't quite get until he took over. We didn't get the supporters fully on side, did we? Um, and he had a fifty percent win record. You could argue it was shot to nothing, but um, I, I, I genuinely feel sorry for him. I think fifty percent win record in the circumstance we're in with the players that he had that was a, that was a really good effort, to be honest. Richie looks. Great in a body warmer as well, even though he's a, his beard's a bit too pointy. Oh no, the beard's the highlight of him. I like the. Do you like the beard? Oh, I love the unkempt beard. It's it's just suggests. And I'd say it's kempt. Is it, well, I think yeah. it's over manicured. Well, I don't know. I, think he's, I think he's let it grow to a point that sort of um, defies. <laughs> Should go for a uh, a Tony Beats look, like Nick. <laughs> Tony Beats off Gold Rush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he's a bit of the coach beard off Ted Lasso in him as well, isn't there? No, I thought the Dobster did brilliantly. I, I, I really did. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever disagreed with Nick before, but I, I um, in our chat, Nick, Nick used the phrase, um, he had a free, free hit. hit. You don't like that word, do you? I don't, and I've, I've argued with a few people online about it because I, I don't think Dobby had a free hit in the sense that, you know, the world's littered with... Um, assistant managers, caretaker managers, people who've stepped up from within, who've then blown their opportunity of, of showing that they can, you know, inspire a dressing room. Um, we all laughed at TC, didn't we? Not getting a tune out of it. But we also laughed at the fact that TC's one attempt at management was when he took over at Wolves. And I think he, he managed nine games and his win record was zero. And funnily enough, TC has then, ever since then, followed Mick McCarthy around. You know, there's, there's, there's our own history. There's people like, you know, when Mick... Oh, hang on a minute. TC is now his own man at Granada, isn't he? Oh, is he now? Well, not, not Granada TV. No. The, the national side, Granada. So well, it'll, be, just... it'll be interesting to keep tabs yes. on that. Well, presumably... Is he getting a tune in Granada? Presumably. Tune... 
his option was um, pottering around home base with Mick or going managing Granada, wasn't it? Because Mick's not doing it anymore. But, you know, he, we've had our own sort of, you know, I don't know, Mick Hennigan and Mike Davis took over once upon a time and didn't do very well. And neither of them have ever gone on and worked it there. So I don't think Dobby had zero pressure. And I also, what I loved about what Dobby did was that he made us resilient and the players in in some of those games we went behind or we 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 sort of things didn't go our way and we came back and that made me think that there was there was more to him i liked what he did tactically i liked the play, way we played with more freedom and i accept that that's something that was circumstantial you can play with freedom when you're pretty much relegated or you are relegated and i get that you know the we did play some teams who maybe were were a bit on the beach but we also played luton we also played millwall and we made a good fist of those games and i thought it was really brave him playing the way he did in some of those games because mm-hmm. those are the kind of games where you might be tempted to think, oh, well, I, I better not... But, but, but defending against Luton would have won the game. Well, we were just yeah. really shoddy at the back, weren't well, we? And it, but it was individual mistakes, really. It wasn't yeah. sort of disorganisation. It was it was hobby going mad. So I thought I thought Dobby did brilliantly. And I'm, we'll go on and talk about you know who he wanted as manager. Um, but on the relegation thing, I think you know Andy's spot on in terms of... Um, appointments that don't make sense, and I actually don't. I actually don't think we could have got War, you know Warnock or Allardyce. I don't think they would have made much difference because our, you know, we had a team with an average weight of about ten stone and a height of about five foot seven. I, I agree. I agree with you there. I don't think Warnock would have got kept us up either. <laughs> and I don't. Squad. I don't even particularly blame McCarthy because I think McCarthy just came in and did what McCarthy does. With them completely the wrong set of players. If we'd have had a load of six foot four lump. You know, if we'd if we'd have had if we'd have had a team of Gary Medines, then then we then McCarthy football would have worked. But we really didn't. We had a team of the opposite of Gary Medine. That didn't work. And I think the other thing is that we've got to accept and you know, we've got to look back. The recruitment was woeful. The money we spent was not spent well. You know, sort of Callum Wright is probably um, in fact I, Callum Wright was so unsuccessful, I'm not even sure he's called Callum Wright. I've forgotten his name. It is Callum Wright, isn't it? The lad we got yep. going to Plymouth. You're not, you're not mixing up with Callum Guy. No. Scored for Carlisle. Indeed. Cal, Cal scored for Carlisle. You know, he was kind of emblematic uh, emblematic of our transfer policy. So a player that we didn't really seem to know why we'd bought him. I think he was the most expensive signing. We, he, he I don't think even he knew, did he? No. <laughs> Callum Guy. Callum Wright. So. No, he seemed to know why he was there. <laughs> him, the man in fact, got shoved out of yeah, the tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, where am I? And then some injured players, you know, some players with known injury records. And, you know, Appleton, yeah, he was the wrong choice. But I do have sympathy for Appleton. I mean, I've, I've said this. I don't think he was as bad as we thought he was. I think I think he was horrendously unlucky with injuries. And also, you know, Bridgeport and Tribal as the two linchpins of midfield. Players who played, managed, I think, a combined total of... Well, I say I think. I think they played a combined total of something like 360 minutes between them. Which is, you know, if they if they're your two big midfield signings, you ain't having a great season, are you? So yeah, I'd I'd say the recruitment and then just bizarre appointment of of McCarthy was probably why we went down. But it's done, isn't it? Yeah, injuries. Um, obviously, Nick didn't help. But uh, the disciplinary record, all those red cards, some deserved, some not deserved. Um, they they can't have helped either. But I think as no. As Mitch has just said, it's it's gone now. Yeah, the season's done. I guess we've just got to move forward and look to the future. And the yeah. future is wearing a gilet. 
It is indeed, yes. Mr. Critchley is back. Um, I was... I wasn't too strong either way, really. I wasn't jumping for joy, and I wasn't, oh, my God, what have we done that for? I kind of thought, right, okay. I mean, we do seem to have this obsession with um, ex-managers, although I can kind of understand this one a bit more than than uh, previous appointments. Um, you know, he's he's got us out of this division before and then was pragmatic enough with the the tools at his disposal to keep us in the championship. So I suppose from Simon Sadler's point of view, it's an opportunity for maybe that to happen again. Um, you know, we, we use the analogy when he walked out, didn't we, that it was like your, your girlfriend telling you she loved you and then uh, the next day there's the Dear John letter and here we are 12 months later. She's uh, walking up the drive with a suitcase, realising that the milkman wasn't all green. that. <laughs> yeah. Um and at least we've, I suppose, we've got somebody in. It's, it's early enough to uh, build a squad over the summer. Um, I just hope we don't spend it all of it trying to sign Cameron Brannigan. Um, you know, and there is a bit of a rebuild job, isn't there? He knows the players, so there's there's lots of positives in it. And you know, having time to to think about it, I'm I'm you know getting more and more positive about it. I'm certainly not you know kind of oh, he was a snake and all of this and I'm not going to buy a season ticket. At the end of the day, he went to earn a lot more money. We'd have all done the same thing. It didn't work out and hopefully he'll have, you know, he'll have learned from from his experience at Villa and also from from QPR and he's a, he's a better manager for it. I would say he's probably not got the credit in the bank that he, he probably had um, first time round. You know, if we, if we lose our first eight games... Um, you know, there'll probably be a few people with something to say, but hopefully that doesn't happen because I think we had our our fair share of toxicity last season. And if we can get off to a good start with good recruitment, I think, you know, hopefully everybody's learnt, you know, at the club um, from last season and, and what we need to do um, in terms of recruitment and things like that. And we can get, well, we probably need five, six, seven players in um, with who's been released and there's probably... You know, I would imagine there's a bit of a queue of clubs coming in for Jerry, so we could we could see him go. But we need to we need to reinvest that money wisely to to rebuild the team. And if the plan is, and hopefully the plan is, to have a real push at promotion, you know, because you can get stuck in in this division for for a long time as clubs who've spent more money than us have have seen. You know, and there's still some going to be some big clubs in there next season, so it's not going to be easy by any of the stretch, stretch no. imagination but if we get off to a good start and hopefully we can recreate that that atmosphere that that we had when he was in charge first time round. when you know if we went a goal down the north stand just got louder it might take a bit of time for that to happen but if it if it can then hopefully we can recreate what we did in his in his first spell okay over to you next Andy um how how did you feel about the the appointment of Neil Critchley. Obviously, you you were a um, Dobby fanboy. I think probably if I could pick, I'd have gone for Dobby as well. So, do you think this is the next best option? I, I genuinely feel sorry for Dobby. I genuinely feel sorry for him because I think you know you work hard for opportunities, and you know if if you're given an opportunity to to do it really well, and then. Just sort of still be pushed aside and pushed into his other job to to be fair as well so 
you know, we all don't know whether he's, we don't know, he's obviously going to be disappointed not to not get the job, I would have thought, um, because he, he said the right things, doesn't he, about how he feels about the club and, and what the club means to him. And, and let's be fair, it does mean more to Dobby than to us anyway, or to me. The club means more to Dobby's than 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 Critchell would have thought. But um, the although Dobby never played, he never actually yes. signed permanently. No, he's always on loan. Right, it's, it's, it's bizarre. Um, but he definitely did all the right things, and he engaged one hundred percent with the supporters. So, so I'm really disappointed for him that he didn't get get a go. There was there was rumours going around that he was going to be Neil Critchley's number two. Um, we know that's yeah. not the case. And yeah. just listening back to the Radio Lancashire interview with Critchley, I've just listened back to he's he's not picked his backroom staff yet, but I don't think he's going to be um, a part of that backroom staff. It not, sounded not the from, bench, from the club um, interview, it sounded like Sadler had sort of sounded him out about whether he wanted to be up in the first team. And Sadler was quite insistent that Dobby had said he wanted to go back to doing what he was doing. So mm, you know. that's that's the impression I took yeah. from it. He's more of a main man in the job. If he if he wasn't to get the job, he would prefer just to go back to what he was doing because, yeah. like, I think even in that team that he is at least he's the manager, isn't he? Yeah. Well, I was just and, about to and, say that the main, he's going to be the main man, isn't he, in the dev- yeah. development squad? I I I genuinely think. This is what I genuinely think. Dobby, something will either go wrong for us and Dobby will take over and, 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 and make a success of it. Or he'll go somewhere else and we'll rue the day that we didn't take, we didn't have him. Um, uh, you know, whether, whether we're successful in the meantime under Critch and he, he can read, it's just going to be, he's, he, what it's going to be is a tough. It's going to be a tough opening for for Critchley because he, he he started both seasons. He was full seasons. He was with us, right? Badly, he didn't start well. He can't. Was it, was it no wins team. in ten? Was it one win in yeah, ten? Yeah, he, he was lucky. He didn't have any supporters in the that first was COVID, yeah, first yeah. year, and the, and the second year we didn't start well in the championship. If you remember, and and we pulled ourselves out of it, but. We were all engaged in his in his project, and the North Stand were at their best, still engaged with his project, even when it was it had, a, had that wobble at the start of the championship. And so you don't think he'll get that leeway this time? Is that what I, you're saying? I, well, you you hope he will, but you know he won't. You know he won't get he, he won't get that same. He, we're not engaged in his project anymore, are we? I don't know. I, I think like, like we were, people are fickle, and if well, yeah, like I, we I, I get it. But ultimately, I think if we're if we're playing decent football, I think the majority will, you know, will get behind him. We kind of have to because it's. I'm not I'm not trying to be argumentative to it or, or whatever. I'm just trying to make the fact that you know those that are a bit arfy arfy with him now. Um, won't give him the time. Whereas the knives will I soon come out, Andy. I think you try to say, aren't you? The knives, yeah. the knives will be out sooner think, than they would have been. I think but we don't, they don't have to. Even if the knives aren't out, I think the 
Nick makes a point about if we're playing good football. I think that's an interesting question about what what will he serve up. Now, at the end of the League One season, we did play some very good football when he, he went to the sort of four two three one style, um, and we played some very very nice football, and we looked like a bit of a juggernaut. Obviously, the Championship was a different boat, and we played a fairly industrial on the break style of football, and there was a lot of you know sideways and backwards retaining possession. And I understand why there was; it was pragmatic and it was effective. Um, and I think that's going to be an interesting challenge for him. And I think that's partly. I was thinking about this the other day, like why did I want Dobby so much? And I kind of thought about it like this. Mostly Critchley was a pragmatic manager. He was very successful and what he could brought us last time, you know, you can't undervalue it. He was brilliant. You know, Wembley was one of the best days of my life. It was wonderful that that Wembley day. It was it was magic. Um some of the away days in the championship were absolutely magic where we won against the odds. Oh follow my oh, was that you know that's that's one of my favourite away Jeff games. United away for me was the was the oh, magic yeah. one. That was just that was just sensational. But yeah. but it was never it was never like really entertaining football. Um and then you go back, okay, well what came before that? We had Grayson before that. What came before that? Well we had Terry McPhillips before that, you know, and then we had this great big yawning black hole of a boycott. Um and then before that we had some pretty ropey rank stuff. So you're going back ages since we've actually had somebody that actively plays aggressive attacking football. You're probably getting back to Holloway, aren't you? Just to we've seen really aggressive attacking, exciting football. And I think that's what I fell in love with about Dobby. It wasn't about him being an ex-player. It was just that for, for the first time in ages, I was watching this sort of, we don't care, we'll score one more goal than, goal than you team. And I think that's going to be really, really interesting. If Critchley comes in and we're playing sort of passing along the back and percentages and, you know, well, you know, we might have drawn 1-1 with Shrewsbury, but we had excellent possession stats. I think there will be less patience for him than there was last time. I think if he picks a couple of good players, if he finds another Josh Bowler, if he sets us up in an exciting way, if he gives the players the head and he and he and he sort of approaches with confidence, I think people will maybe go a little bit more with some dicey results because they'll see that what he's trying to do is you know get us up that league and and I think people have a bit more patience for that, but. It's. It, I think it'll be an interesting decision for him because he's also he's very enigmatic tactically. You don't really quite know what he's going to do. You know. Well, do you remember we were trying to pick his team. Exactly. <laughs> Obviously, we, the, the, the team picker at the preview show we couldn't even agree on it the used formation. To, it used to be. Yeah. yeah, it used to be. Try and pick his team. We gave up with that. So yeah. fuck it. We'll just pick our team. Yeah, I was going to say you might as well sack that feature off if you're trying to pick his team because <laughs> yeah. he, he, you know you're, you're never going to get it right. Are you? I think it comes down to what's going to happen over the summer, isn't it? Yeah. If he is backed with a view to, you know, we want to get out of this league, because let's be honest, it, you know, there's a big drop in revenue, isn't there, between the the Championship and League One? So Seven million, seven plus million. Yeah, so um, we will see what comes over the summer, and hopefully he gets a, a team that's that's capable of, of challenging him for promotion, and it's attacking, and, you know, we're all entertained. Nick's obviously talks there about... Uh, the, the the squad, more, what sort of players we need. In his Radio Wanks interview, just harking back to the, uh, that again, he more or less said it was bollocks that he wasn't backed um, for one of the reasons why he left initially. So that was that was quite interesting to say to hear. And uh, I think Andy Bates, <laughs> yeah, Andy Bates, Andy Bates said you've actually picked up. You're starting with a much better squad than what you started with first time round at Blackpool. Has anyone got anything to say about that? 
I don't want to jump in because I've just spoken, but very quickly, yes, I think he has started with a much better squad. And I think one of the things that does give me positive feelings about the Critch appointment is there's really, if you look at who's gone up this year in championship, uh, in League One and who's done well in the championship, there's continuity at the heart of a lot of them. So Coventry, Robbins has been there for ages. Luton, okay, Edwards has only just gone in there, but they've had the squad together for a very long time and Edwards has basically sort of slightly evolved Nathan Jones, but played in, in the same way. Plymouth, Schumacher took over from Lowe. So there's that there's that continuity of Schumacher's been there four or five times. Well, yeah. Um, and the near the, the nearest thing to continuity we've got, and we could have gone from Derby from within, but the nearest thing we've got to continuity is Critchley coming back. Somebody put on, I think it was um, Nedu on Twitter, put on um, something with um, Critchley has managed all but three of this squad previously. So you know, you, in a sense, you can't get you can't get more continuity than that. It's Tomo Lyons and Tommy Tribal are the only three that he didn't manage last time. And if I'm re- if I'm right in remembering, wasn't Lyons in the pipeline before Critchley left? Yeah, I think it'd been talked about for quite a while, hadn't it? Yeah. So, it, so Lyons is in in essence probably one of his targets. I don't know whether Thompson was or not, but Lyons was was probably one of his targets. So then you know. That squad is as Neil Critchley is as near to continuity as we can get in that sense. And continuity, if you haven't got loads of money, continuity is is a sort of a verifiable sort of element in what makes teams successful. Mm. Well, the- he's lost some good players in there as well. Mm. Yeah. He's lost some of his better players. He has, yeah. He's, he's got. He's lost. He's lost probably the two outlets that we had. Mm. That actually got us up the pitch, mm-hmm. Keshi and uh, and Bowler, and I think that's uh, that's where he's going to have he's going to have massive massive challenges there because he's got to find progressive players and he's got to find and he, he's still probably still looking for a solid one as well, uh, in, in midfield as well and and so not so it's too. not e- it's not easy recruitment that yeah oh. yeah you're right. Well, you're probably talking. You need a key. You need another keeper, don't you? Because Maxwell's gone, so you need someone. Hang on, of, Nick, 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 Nick. Hang on. Stuart Moore's gone <laughs> as well. <laughs> yes, of course. How can you forget yeah. that? Sorry, disgrace. Absolutely. Yeah. So we need to replace have, Stuart Moore. We um, have a twenty-minute segment now where we describe <laughs> minute by minute the twenty minutes he played against Blackburn and that one save he made. That one save, yeah. yeah. Um, but joking aside, yeah, you need it somebody to push Grimmy, um, or or even maybe a, a first choice. I don't know. I'd imagine it's probably going to be Grimmy though. First choice, you better have been. You, you, you want <laughs> you're going to need a ball playing centre half because if we play the way we did Q, first time round. There'll be a lot Q, of playing out from Q. the back. Um, He's been released. He's been like released. Just Andy's saying. just said you want at least one creative midfielder and probably maybe another another one to do the the uh, the dirty work. Two wide players. And if Jerry goes, plus, sorry, Mitch, but Big Gaz is gone. So you, you need a... Either a, a combination, yeah, somebody who can put themselves about a bit. Although Nick, although, sorry, sorry to interrupt you mid-flow, at the back end of the Radio Wanks interview, Andy Bayes did ask him, obviously you weren't part of the uh, retained list and deciding who was uh, who was leaving the club. 
there are some out of contract players who have the, left the club. Would you, by any chance, be willing to go and speak to them? And, and he didn't rule it out. So, so Matt, all may <laughs> not be lost. Pray to the Gary gods. <laughs> He's now showing his signed Medine shirt to the camera. <laughs> but if he, if he, if Neil could go out and if Critch could go out and persuade Keshi and Thornley to come back, and I think Thornley would be a hard sell, possibly because Sicily with Critch, yeah, yeah, Cash yeah, would be a, a very, very, very good player to get back in if he can stay fit. I think the thing that's the thing. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. With our signings, we we need to sign players who can stay fit. And in doing that, you probably need to sign players who haven't had loads of injuries. Yeah. You know, because we've seen, you know, we've taken a gamble on some and it it absolutely didn't pay off. So I, I think we'll be looking at players who, as he would say, have been on the grass more than they've been off it. Okay, let's let's talk about the retain list then. Contract options exercised on a quick drink. Connolly, Dougal, Hamilton, Husband, Lavery, Marietti, Will Squires, whoever that is, uh, Matty Virtue, that was a surprise, and Tate Trusty, who's left today to go to Hartlepool. That's where he was on loan, wasn't it, Trusty? Mm, yeah. yeah. Um, a, lot of, a lot of people were wondering about Matty Virtue. I personally think he'll do quite a good job in League One. Well, Critcher does. I've always liked him. I've always liked Matty Virtue. He's just honest, isn't he? He'll 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 graft. I mean, he's not the greatest footballer in the world, but he's. But actually, that's maybe unfair. I think he's that, got a good shot on him. He's got a decent shot on him. He's got a decent brain, but he's just not quite quick enough to do. I think what he would do. I think he sees and thinks the game very well, but he's just a little bit slow. But Critch adores him, and if he stays fit, Critch will will will, will make use of him. He's 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 been his time with us is very. It's been a broken career with several yeah. injuries, hasn't it? So maybe if he say if he stays injury free, he, he had a good Critch, spell. At- Critch can get a tune out of Matty Virtue. Well, they, they they liked him at Lincoln. He had a good spell at Lincoln. There were some Lincoln fans joking on Twitter, sort of going, "Oh no, he's been terrible for us. You might as well let him go." Wink, wink, wink. Which is always you know a good sign. And so he's had a good season at that level, and he's 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 a he's worth a place in the squad. I don't think you'd build a promotion campaign around Matty Virtue as your creative fulcrum, would you? But he's a... Oh, that was just going to be my question. If, you, if you're talking promotion, do you have him in there week in, week out? Maybe not, but you, you'd say perhaps he's got a part to play. I think he's the third midfielder you pick, isn't he, in, 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 in that case. And I think, for me, what worries me is that lack of creativity. I think you can buy, you know, you can get, a, you can get, 
players to fit the functional roles. You can get maybe a centre half, a full back, a defensive midfielder, and you can coach them and you can work them in within a system. I think Critchie's very good at that. But what his teams relied on was having the Maverick, that Maverick with a bit of magic in the boot. So Bowler and Keshi, to be fair, when we were doing well in the championship, but sort of bowlers through that season and um the season before, God bless him, Mr. Kai Kai sort of popping up every now and again, doing absolutely nothing, but then then spreading a magic pass or <laughs> scoring a goal from 20 yards or whatever. But we have no players like that. We don't have that wild card player at all. And they're, some, they're quite tricky to recruit because there's not as many of them. You know, there isn't a Josh Bowler just hanging out on every street corner. There is a sort of reasonably functional defensive midfielder. Um and I think that's interesting, the way that Critch... I think Critch's strength is he can build play... Do you remember when we had those mad injuries in the COVID season? And yet he always seemed to manage to put out a functional team. You'd, mm. you'd, you'd look oh, absolutely threadbare, and the, but the team still functioned. It worked. Yeah. I think he's brilliant at coaching a system, but I think that his system relies on having one or two wildcard players that maybe sometimes do work outside that system. And I think that's a challenge to recruit for. Well, I went to I went to uh, view a house yesterday where my other half decided we're moving out. So <laughs> like, uh, all I am is a viewing, uh, uh, I mean, viewings every now and again. So uh, I went to one yesterday and they had a pond in the back garden and I was I thought a joke was, I thought for a joke Ranagun was gonna come out of the pond. <laughs> a bit like big big guys in the well, kit that, reveal. Somebody put in the chat before who's gonna reveal the third kit out of the sea. Well that'll be the answer, wouldn't it? Is that would be the ideal thing would be Brannigan coming out of the pond in Stanley <laughs> Park, covered in duckweed. <laughs> Duck shit. <laughs> Swan shit. Sean, if you're listening, you know what to do. Well, they had, they had my bloody kit launch idea last year. My, that was my thing. Still, I mean, go, go, going back, going back to like Virtue. I mean, Virtue was the 23s captain at Liverpool, wasn't he? Mm. Went up with Critch and Critchley, and uh, and I think he, he does like him. He genuinely, genuinely likes him in the team. But if you think would he take would he take a role would he be, be be in contention for a place say we carry or something like that and would you want you know in what you've seen open question is would you want carry and not virtue and like carry could do a lot of damage in League One I think it's how he sets up if he sets if he goes back to that four two three one kind of system then I think carry you know carries the one in the hole and I think Critchley got. Carey looked very, very good the odd time he played that one in the whole position. I don't want Carey in central midfield trying to be a central midfielder and trying to sort of battle his way through. But I think if I think to be fair to Carey, he, at no time last year did anybody set up with two um, brutes in midfield making tackles and then tell him to go and play. And, and that's when... Critch used him sparingly the season before. That's what Critch did with him. You know, two people did all the hard work and Carey did the football and linked it up and shot and threaded little passes and stuff. So, yeah, hopefully he can do that. If if Jerry goes, could this be the season when Shane Lavery kicks on? So if he stays injury-free, it could do, again, he could do something at League One level. 
He could, yeah. I think there's a few in that position, isn't there, where maybe the championship, they've struggled a little bit and a season back in League One might, might do them the world of good. I still think we probably need to find a another striker with, with Medine and, and Jerry going. Um, although who knows the way Andy Lyons was going, he could end up he could end up with twenty next season. You know, he could be a real revelation in, in League One. Um He could we'll be see. centre forward. He, you never know. You never know. Who was that crazy lad who played for Italy at the last Euros that just that, that was like their fullback but didn't add all their attacking in shots? What was he called? He's brilliant. He got injured towards the end of the Euros. Yeah, he got Spinazzolo, was in, it? Spinazzola. <laughs> yeah, him, yeah. Roberto Baggio, <laughs> Salvatore Scalacci, Toto. He's the last. Yeah, <laughs> he just came out of nowhere, didn't he? He did. Um, he certainly did. Six. Yeah. Contract options not extension ex- exercised. Bridcut, no surprises there. Garbutt, mm. Harvey Hughes. Sorry, I don't know who that is. Labala. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Mitch. Gary Medine. Chris Maxwell, Kev Stewart and Joe Strawn. So a couple of names I don't really know there. But um, thoughts and prayers, Mitch. Thoughts and prayers. No, there's nothing anyone can say. I'm just going to have to live <laughs> with the pain. Can 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 Chisnell, uh, will Chisnell be going to the Wands funeral? <laughs> yeah, Chizzy's going to be gutted, isn't he? Garbs has gone. <laughs> The one that the Did he ever score a free kick for him? Free kick. That was the biggest urban myth <laughs> in footballing terms. I don't think he ever came close. He came with this reputation as being some shit hot free kick <laughs> scorer with a wand of a left foot. And he didn't score one. He never looked like scoring either. No, that it? was the thing. You never it wasn't like you'd saw anything thought. Oh, yeah, post or bar yeah. or just go wide. Yeah, or... he's just been a bit unfortunate here. You know, if he keeps going, one of these is going to hit the back of the net. It was just like, no, it's not happening. So I don't because think there's Adrian's any... He's done a good job there, hasn't he? Yeah, I don't think there's any massive surprises in that, that list, really, is there? Liam Bridcut's a shame. Sorry, John. So I'm just saying Liam Bridcut was a shame because he is a tidy player, but obviously we can't. He hasn't, he hasn't been a player for no. four years or something. Yeah. If you look over the last four years, he's barely played in four years, and and you've got to give up at some point, don't you? Same with yeah. same with Kev Stewart. People keep saying, "Oh, if we can get Kev Stewart fit," but you've just got to look at that long term record and say they can't. You know, it's sad, but their bodies can't hack it. Is how old? How old's Big Gals? Uh, Thirty two. See how quickly I knew that. <laughs> you know his vital statistics his birthday, birthday <laughs> hair colour eye colour oh. inside leg measurement all I know John is he's a goal machine I was watching back the has, has anyone seen on the official YouTube channel the goals of the season um, Big Gaz has got a couple on there yeah. that one at Wigan, Wigan. One at Wigan, Wigan yeah but I was going to say that one about that one I, th- I thought I, I actually was um, serving somebody today and they they put the TV on, and Blackpool Lincoln was on from Wembley, the Wembley game. And I honestly I've never thought, seen that back, Andy. In fact, I'd love yeah. to watch that back. I, no, I, I, honestly, it's just it was just by pure chance, and it they were in uh, extra time. At, uh, sorry, uh, injury time at the time. And I thought it was hallucinating because I saw Stewart on the pitch. <laughs> I thought, I thought, oh no, 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 no. I, I must, I, 
you know, if I'd have taken two paracetamol in the morning, I think I'd have picked the wrong tablets. <laughs> <laughs> I think the one the one you've got to pick out a little bit. You've got to say Maxwell. I mean, it's right that he's gone. He's but he he was a you know he had a terrific. To be fair, a terrific season and a half for us. Um, he was very good when he first came in. He made one of the best... When he'd first come in, he made one of the best saves I have ever seen in my life against, I think Sunderland. it was Ipswich. Sunderland. No, that was, the, that was the... Do you remember how good he was at Sunderland away? He was unreal at Sunderland away. But this, this one at Ipswich when he'd first come in, his first game, he looked really weird. He looked really edgy. He looked like he, he didn't know what he was doing. And I wasn't sure about him. And he made this save against Ipswich. And I think we beat him 2-1, I think. It might be when David Dunn was in charge. I can't, anyway, he clawed a ball out that it must have gone a yard past him, and it was absolutely mind-blowing. You know when people go on about that Gordon Banks save? It was like that. It was like it defied physics. It was wonderful. And then, obviously, the Sunderland away performance, he was absolutely superb. And even this year, he was brilliant at – where was, was it Sheffield United away where he was – he was brilliant at one – get. he had, like, one proper good game for us. And yeah, it's gone sour, and yeah, it clearly hasn't maybe been right in terms of a few things with him. But you've got to sort of say he was decent for the for for a period with us, and he was part of success. So I think him garbs as well to a certain extent, and obviously Gaz, you know, sort of go with go with honours, and the rest of them are kind of pretty obvious. They're either broken or they're kids who haven't made it. Mm. Hmm. Imagine if Rich is on the phone to Maxwell now. That would be all. And Medine. But, but I genuinely think that we wouldn't have been as harsh on Maxwell if we hadn't got Grimshaw. Yeah. But just that 90% of us think Grimshaw's better. And quite potentially, we've got the best goalkeeper in League One now. I, th- I, think, I think if Grimshaw hadn't have been... As harshly dropped as he was, yes, yeah. I think people would have been a lot more forgiving, yeah, with Maxwell. Yeah, maybe Maxwell ended up taking a certain amount of stick for the decision. He did for managerial decisions, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. But he has been a great servant for Blackpool yeah. over the past few years, and yeah, yeah. We we wish him wish him well. Who can, can forget that playoff final? To be fair, not not wanting to ignite any. Um, grief against certain people who may have not released a classy leaving statement. He did put out something really nice on he did. social media about about it all and everything. So, you know, good luck to the lad. Absolutely, yeah. That's and whenever he was dropped whenever he was dropped as well, he was always you know, the whoever manager it was said he he's been brilliant in training and he's taken it on the chin and you know, he's obviously a consummate professional, like you say, he put a very nice statement out when he went, didn't he? Yeah. He's a, he's, a, he's a really nice guy, and 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 I, I think he'll he's the sort of guy that will have a decent career in coaching. To his, I um, can still see him doing a job in the lower leagues for several years. Oh, yeah, 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 he probably will. But he, he's uh, but he, he's he's interested in coaching and managing and things like that, and yeah. he studies a lot. And he's he's you you'll see him become. I think his perfect role, Andy. I think his perfect role will be to go to a championship or a or a Premier League club and be the third keeper and a coach because he'll mm-hmm. keep himself fit. He's obviously very 
you know, he's a hard worker. He'll keep himself fit. He's that kind of player you can see at 37, 38, 39, still being in great shape. And if, you know, whoever, um, Southampton desperately have an injury crisis, they can call up Chris Maxwell, goalkeeping coach, and he'll pop up on match of the day randomly one day. We'll go, yeah, it's Maxi. Is he still playing? Where does he come from? You know, and I think he'll, he'll probably enjoy that because I think he'd be, he'd be very good. You know, he's obviously sort of, a leader in he and I think he'll be he'll be good in coaching. Hundred and fourteen appearances for Blackpool as well. Yeah. So, so. Hundred and twenty four for Fleetwood. Yeah, he was there for a while, wasn't he? Mm. Bloody yeah. Three seasons, isn't it? Yeah. Ooh. It's weird these days though, isn't it? The hundred and fourteen seems like load because players just move mm. more than they did. Do you remember like when you mm. sort of early 90s you'd look through the program and sort of there'd be loads of players with 100 appearances but now it seems they turn over really quickly don't they mm. what did that there was a Southampton player I oh don't know it might be uh, Terry Payne I think and he was 700 if I, I might be wrong but 724 rings a bell and things like that but he just because he's a one club man and you don't see that a lot nowadays, do you? No, we don't. Mike Davis. Yeah, I was going to say Mike Davis mm. is, the, is the last one I can remember. Mm. Fleetwood Day. It's all going off there. <laughs> Should we go there? I'm talking about the new dome they've got, yes. obviously. Well, it's, uh, like, Are you talking about their well-priced season? Take it off, John. Oh, it's, uh, it's, it's related to money. Well, they they... They miraculously came from nowhere, didn't they? Let's be I fair. I think that's where they're going back to. And and like in all probability, it might maybe maybe they won't. Maybe they get you know they get sold or whatever it is, or taken over for a pound or whatever you do these days mm. in those circumstances. But um, it it's not great, is it? When it, it, it it's far more than the football, isn't it? It's it's about people and their livelihoods, isn't it? Um mm. it's it's about it's about people that were employed by the organisation, uh, including the football club. It's about the people that look as though they've been had over a little bit. Um and a, a little bit, yeah. Um, but that's about what it is it's about the people to me. It's, it's not. It's not about the person. If someone's if someone's done well out of what he did, then it's about the people that are now going to suffer and have suffered. Uh, that that's what it's about. I wonder what's going to happen to that club now. Well, worrying times for. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I don't know. I'm speculating, and I, I don't want to get us in trouble in terms of things. But I'm speculating, but. This has been hanging. This has been hanging over them for a while, hasn't it? No, it's been no secret that there's things not been perhaps entirely above board around Fleetwood for for or you know their board for some time. So you wonder what um, contingencies have they had in place for a circumstance like this? You know, um, has he has he secured the future of the football club in any way? Will we see it sort of? You know, well, I mean, look in our own history, we, we, we've we've seen um, chairmanship from chairmanship by proxy from HMP wherever, haven't we? You know, the, it, it's 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 a difficult thing. Um, 
I don't know. I mean, they, they can function. I mean, if Accrington can function and teams like Stevenage can function, then they function on very small gates. They can function, but I don't think they can function in the way they have done with the sort of, you know, intentions of championship football and the big name managers and there'll surely be a change in that. Yeah. But anyway, it'd be, it'd be uh, interesting to visit the Dome. <laughs> it's very expensive to go in that dome. I was looking at it for my kids' team. So I well, we'll might put, I might say, yeah, 30 quid, take it or leave it. For it's a, it will all depend. I'm, I'm sure it's. It I wish we be, had a dome. Uh, it, it I wish we had a, the Bloomfield dome. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Or the Squaresgate dome. I bet they'd love a dome there, particularly in the winter. Well, it, it, it actually, the. the the reason why it's because um, it takes them to the next level of academy. Having a dome takes them into level two. I think we're in level three, and uh, so they're they're actually pushing. They were all set up now to push miles past us on uh, on the academy, and um, you know. God knows how that's going to develop. So it'd be a tangled web of finance, I'm yeah. sure. Well, certainly dodged a bullet there, didn't we? Yeah. Right, let's move on to lone players returning to the clubs. Josh Bowler, Fiorini, Charlie Good, forgotten about him, Charlie Patino, Jan Pervader and Morgan Rogers. Obviously a loss, apart from Charlie Good, all those players. Any chance we're going to maybe retain or get back one of the, one of that out of that list? That's- I think if we'd have been, in, or would you take which ones would you take out? Of the one I'd read, oh. the one I'd want above all is Rogers. I, I, he really impressed me with his attitude, the way he played, and I thought he was. Nick said about him playing really well at Norwich. I agree, and I also what I liked was he looked a bit lost when he played up front at first, but he, he looked like he'd really learned and worked on what he was doing in that solo role. So I think he, I liked the his sort of his capacity to learn. Um, I'd take Rogers out of that lot. Um, I'd take Fiorini as well, to be fair. I think he'd be a terrific signing. But I think League One, I'm, I'm struggling to see them coming back because, you know, it's a step on loan, it's a step down in their development. And when, when mm. you don't, you never see that, do you? You never see, well, unless the loans have been a disaster, you don't see him go out on loan to a lower level. And I, I can't see us prizing him away. I mean, people are saying, oh, we could chuck a million at City for Rodgers. I, 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 I just can't see it. I think they paid. Did he not pay three or four for him? I think, and that's he's the thing. I think into City's team is he? No, he's not. But I think they will see it, it as what is the next phase in their development. And like Mitch says, it's not normally. Oh, we'll drop you down a league when you've just proved you've got a bit about you in the Championship. Um, you know, Patino. I know he said he's leaving Arsenal, but there'll be a. I think there'll be a queue there. Um, I think Patino will go abroad. I reckon. Yeah, I think he'd suit it. I think he'd suit yeah, it. Um, Spain, wouldn't he? Yeah. Like yeah, with a bit of time on the ball. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd love to have Rodgers back and Fiorini, but realistically, I don't see it happening, unfortunately. I thought Charlie Good looked brilliant. What, for 20 minutes he played? <laughs> but the other thing is, as well, as the players who the other players who've come back, isn't there, apart from uh, Virtue, there's... Dale. Kate... There's Dale, Dale, Casey, Tharm, but and I think somebody somebody posted on uh, a view from the tower like the links to 
the various clubs they'd been at and what the fans thought of them. And I think it was sort of mixed reviews. I think Virtue and um, Casey probably came out of it best in terms of um, how they'd done or how the fans of the teams they'd been at thought they'd done. I think it was a bit mixed for for Dale. Um, I think there was, you know, people saying he was he was great in spells. There was flashes, but not a lot of end product. So that's be interesting what he was like for us, wasn't it? That's what he was like for us, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. And I mean, Casey, I think he got player of the season um, at, at Forest Green, but obviously they, they, they got relegated, didn't they, and, and, and shipped a lot of goals. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean it's it's just down to him. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with them. Mm. He's been around big dunk, though, to be fair, which was a must have been it. Yeah. Yeah. Another player you've bet to, you'd love to have seen in Tangerine. Oh, you know, I would. I love Tangerine. Would be fantastic. He could have brought his newfound um, vegan awareness. Have you seen those videos where Big Dunk talks about environmental issues? <laughs> They're my favourite of the whole year. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, I think we'll we'll leave it there. Nearly an hour. Anything else? Any closing thoughts, from anyone? Before we... I was just going to quickly mention season tickets. What, okay. what people thought on the because they came out, didn't they? And there was think there was a there was kind of a bit of a mixed reaction, I think. But then when you look at comparison in prices with the rest of League One, it doesn't actually seem too bad. Um, I think the thing for me was the uh, the extra twenty quid for the the season card. If you don't have it on your phone, I think for some people, you know, they they might not have the capability for doing it on the phones and and to charge another twenty quid when so you've already got a card, haven't you? So I don't know why we can't just reactivate what we've got. I don't. Um, I don't mind. Reason. I don't mind there being a fee for something that's no. an inconvenience for the club, but I think the fee's got to be commensurate yeah. to the task. And in my exciting professional life, one of the things I'm familiar with is the programming of ID and identity cards by by software and it's it is literally you load up something into a system you press a button that relates to a particular card and it's like that you know and this sort of oh it's costing the club loads because it's not it's not costing the club loads and the fact that they you know they're going to need to maintain the cards they're going to need to make the maintain the card system until literally zero people request a card and that'll be years and years and years and years and years. So, you know, they're going to have to maintain this system anyway. They're going to have to buy whatever software license it is that they're required to do those cards. And I think £20 is is ridiculous. Fleetwood charge four quid to have a, a card. Um, Preston, may said they charge, I think it's 10 which is still seems exorbitant. And they were kicking off about it, but it's it's half what we charge. So, you know, if there's an inconvenience, charge a couple of quid, fine. But 20 quid, that that's the sticking point for me. And I think the season ticket prices, you know, they, they're a bit, they feel a bit high instinctively. But you look at the rest of the division, like you say, Nick, and, and that's the cost of football and what have mm. you. But, but that, that, that don't seem right to me, particularly as a lot of the people who will use it will be pensioners and or people who want to have a physical card for the kid. Because it's you know kids having fun. it's a memento. It's a nice it's a nice memento of the season of as well. Is, I yeah, used to yeah. like collecting them because I've still got my dad's. Yeah. Still, I've still got my dad's last season ticket card, and it's it's quite a nice thing yeah. to have. Obviously, he's 
10 years since he died now. But yeah, it's a nice thing to have. Um, like, for me, I'm, I'm pretty tech savvy myself, but I, I just can't be arsed with doing no, no, the, the digital wallet thing because it's too much faff, particularly when you're taking your yeah, kids. I'm 100% the same, John. You know, you, you have talked about what we both do for livings and stuff. I'm, I'm not a Luddite in any way, shape or form, but no. it's really easy for me. If my lad's got it on his phone, his phone is never charged. I go, right, we're going to the game. Where's your phone? I don't know, Dad. Oh, I've left it in my mate's house. My, my lad's not even got a phone. Yeah. He's, 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 I'm not Pure chaos. Phone. And I just like that. Can you imagine all these old duffers doing it? Yeah. as well sorry old duffers that's uh people um the are uh, the elderly gentlemen trying to yeah, mess about with the phones it's just going to cause chaos at the turns i like just being able to go there's your card mate in he goes blip and then as soon as we get through this side of the turnstile i take it off him immediately because he will lose it and i put it in the wallet and it stays there till the next week yeah. and we've and we've we've in all the time we've been going together like four and a half years away we've been going together once i forgot forgot the cards and we had to go and get paper things and it worked fine but i can just see with 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 phones because he won't he won't want me to manage his digital ticket because he's 12 and he'll be like i'll have it on my phone i can just see that being a nightmare right mate you got your phone what or it'll be dead and then I'll have to be going to the ticket office. So it seems, and I don't mind paying a fiver for the card, but 20 quid seems excessive. It seems that it's not, it's not a 20 quid service. And I think it's one thing where the club could just reflect and, you know, the cost of it, the, the income to them is going to be minimal. The cost of it, I think it's one point they could reflect on. Decent PR, yeah. Uh, the, so the, the, other one, the other one, you know, was, was if you want to bring a group that you get, some kind of deal with a group because like um as i found out last year trying to buy 25 26 tickets and they want 30 odd quid to sit in the stand for everybody and, you know just do a bit of a deal give them a couple of comps in it or something like that but they won't do anything but um i think from a price point of view uh, i i'm about the same like touch eye if i really was to be honest you know, three one nine instead of three four nine would have been about where I'd have pitched, I think. But um, you know, it is what it is. Um, so it's three four nine, isn't it? So that's um, fifteen yeah. quid per match. It's that's it. Bad. When you break it's it down, bad. fifteen it, quid it, match it, is pretty good, really. It, it is. Mean, it's decent. And I suppose the walk on price. You know, people might say, could that be a a bit down cheaper? To, down to twenty six from thirty. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many hundreds or. Th- thousands of people there are who 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 pay you know who, who walk on 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 the day sort of thing i don't know i think they did scrap the did they scrap the membership thing from yeah no membership scheme yeah. so that maybe makes it a bit easier you know i don't want to be don't want to be down and, and i think when you look at some of the other clubs they, there's some eye-watering prices at, at some of the other teams in the division i suppose as well if it's been invested yeah 550 in it or something yeah there are Wickham is well expensive. What? Yeah. Sorry, Nick, I interrupted there. No, no, it's okay. I was just saying that, you know, if it if it's ultimately being reinvested, then it, if it gives us chance to to buy better quality players, I suppose, then you know it, it's all good, isn't it? If our season ticket cards work next season, <laughs> I'm sure they will. <laughs> It'll be fantastic. Get up there, scan mine, rejected. Critch is, <laughs> Critch is in there now. He's he's just tinkering in those. He's oiling the little machines and everything. He's going around with his with his little polo shirt on and a little twinkle in his eye, getting it all ready. 
It is. Get your body warm as well. Yes, first game of the ironing season. all his polo shirts and everything, getting it all ready to go. Oh, oh yes, here it is. Here it is. <laughs> Well, he won't have right, he no, won't no, have his body warmer on till about October. He'll be in he'll be in his polo <laughs> shirt. Somewhere. I'm just looking forward to the new range of body warmers that appears in the club <laughs> shop. I'm sure yeah. we'll be all over that when the uh, when that range is released. Right, everybody, thanks for thanks for your company this evening as ever. Um, we'll be back. We'll have a bit of a break. Obviously, now it's summer. Um, Fixture release day. Fix your release. We'll be back, yeah, John, we'll when we that. get the cavalcade of, of wow signings that are going to come in, and we'll be talking about those. The Cameron Brannigan yeah. podcast. Podcast. Okay. Oh, returns as assistant manager. <laughs> right, thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for downloading. Up the pool. Up the, Up the pool. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.